come up and um, go over um, why people don't give. And uh, I think you know who you are, so you can come up at this time and um, and we'll listen to what you have to say and then we'll go forward. One reason people don't want to give into the kingdom of God is because they don't know the word of God. And um, because they don't know the word of God, and, and you have to get into his word to know what his word says. Because if the word says, if you continue in my word, you are my disciple. Truly, you are my disciple, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And the only way that you can know you, go, you are free is that you have to get in the word. You have to meditate on the word of God. You have to get into it and meditate on it. The reason why some people won't give. Amen. Okay. Um, what I got for why the people, why people, reasons people don't give, I started out with um, who God is, and God was a giver. And um, took me back to John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus. He gave us the best gift. God proved that he was a giver because he gave the best gift. He gave us Jesus, his only begotten son. Um, and people don't know trust in God, which Apostle had gave us that one also, according to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, where it tells us to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not until our own understanding, but in all of our ways acknowledge him, and he will direct our path. So if we're trusting him and we're believing him, then we know everything that we need or every way that we need to go. He will direct us in what to do, what to give, how to give. He will first give it to us that we will be able to give because he looks at our hearts. Um, not knowing what you already have. And um, with that one, I have Acts 3 and 6. Um, the one that talks about the lame man that was at the gate, beautiful. Um, and I read it, it says, And then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, wise up and walk. Um, I know we're talking about giving, and giving is not always monetary. Um, giving is giving of yourself, your time, giving the word of God, what he has given us, um, giving of the, giving by using the talents that God has given us. Um, he gave the gift of healing. He gave different gifts to us, and we give back to him by using those gifts that he has given unto us. Um, and in speaking his word, giving his word to those that don't know his word and sharing um, salvation with them. So we're giving back into the kingdom because as we share his word, others will want to come to him. So we're giving back to the kingdom in that way also. Um, and then I went to Matthew 7. Matthew 7, and we all know in Matthew 7, starting at step, the seventh verse, it says, Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. For everyone that acts, receive. And he that seeks, find. And to him that knock, it shall be opened. And then, what man is there of you, who if his son acts bread, would give him a stone? 
or if he acts fish, will give him a serpent. If then, being evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask? Um, and God is letting us know, whatever we need, we just go to him and we ask. If we want a car, we'll ask God, the Lord, help me get this car. If we want a house, we'll say, Lord, help me get this house. If we need a loan, we'll say, Lord, help me get this loan. Well, if we need something to give back to the kingdom, in the same way we ask for those things, we can ask God to show us what to do and how to do and give us what we need or show us where to get what we need to give back to him, to give into the kingdom, even monetary. Um, and he will lead us and guide us in that way in where to go and what to do and how to get what we need to give back into the kingdom. Um, and in all things in giving, he's looking at our hearts. If we're asking him for money to pay a bill, um, and we're going to use that money that we have over there to go shopping, then I don't know. I don't think he, he's looking at the heart, the motives. He's looking at the motives of why we're asking for things. And he's willing to give us whatever we ask. Um, some people don't give because they have not seen the benefits of their giving. Um, some people are always looking for payback, but it doesn't ever come. And that's because they weren't given from the hearts in the first place. And that goes with... Um, Second Corinthians 9, 7. Every man should give according to as he has purposed in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly, nor of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And uh, giving with the right motives. And how that one came about, it came back to my remembrance of um, different people might say that they don't, they're giving, 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 but they're not seeing anything in return. Um, and that's because they're looking for something. When you're giving from your heart, you're not really looking for nothing. God is going to bless you and give it back to you what you need when you need it. And it may not be the way that they're actually looking for it. It may come a different way. Um, and ungrateful. And that's, um, people are ungrateful. And for that one, I got Psalms 103 and 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Sometimes we don't recognize um, that God is the reason that we have. Um, and he supplies all we need. He, he gives us the ability to get. Um, he gives us life, he gives us breath, he gives us movement in our body, our hands, our right mind. Everything that we need to get up and go to work in the morning, that comes from God. He gives back to us. So when we do go to work and we're earning, we should be happy to give back to him and give back to the kingdom. Um, because he gives us the abilities that we need daily. Um, and being deceived by the enemy. The enemy doesn't want us to give, so he'll put these things in our mind um, to keep people from giving. And God does not want us to be ignorant of the devices that Satan used, like the fear of lack or not trusting God. If he didn't do it when you gave this, then if you give that, do you think he's going to give it to you then? That's the enemy putting thoughts and um, deception in the minds of people.
And another one that came up with that is how people think um, that when they're given, that they're given to the pastors. You're not given to the pastors. And that's another way that Satan has people ignorant, um, being deceived by the enemy. Well, God has everything, so why do I need, why do he need my money? God doesn't need people's money, but the kingdom does because it takes money to, for the kingdom to operate. Um, and that's it. I think. Some of the things that I think why people don't give is um, some people don't have compassion and they don't have empathy. And what I mean by that is when I think about Apostle and um, Brother James, how they gave up their jobs to do God's word, will to come into the ministry. And I think about, you know, how can people come in here every Tuesday and every Sunday Knowing that these two people gave up their jobs, they have no 401Ks, they have no benefits, they don't have anything to come into this ministry. This is their ministry, but it's also ours. And to come in here every Sunday and don't give, don't contribute. When you don't have no compassion and no empathy, you don't have that brotherly love, you don't have no consideration to think, you know, to want to join in with them to say, you know, this is our ministry. We have repairs that we need to do. We have the light bill. We have this. We have that. But you do have some people that come in here and they don't give. and um, Or if they give, which, you know, God looks at their heart. And some hearts only have $10 and or $5, and that's just where their heart is. Uh, um, another reason is selfish. They have only love for themselves and what they want and need. They focus on themselves. Sometimes people can't think outside of themselves. It's about them and what they want and what they want to do and where they want to go. But when it comes to the ministry, they don't want to help. Jealousy. They look at what apostle them have. But like, you know, she said all the time, you don't know where they come from. You know, um, they was once in that place that that person was in, but they trusted God, and they walked by faith. And we can't be jealousy. You know, we have to pray for our pastor, apostle, and hold up her hands and continue to ask God to continue to bless and give them. Uh, rebellious against God's word. They hear the word, but they are not doers of the word. James 1, 2. You know, we read the Bible, and some people pick out, what they want to read and they pick out what they want to do and they pick out what they don't want to do so on one hand they take the word for when it comes to healing or if it, or if it comes to giving them a word about what God is going to do to them hallelujah but when it comes to tithing give they don't want to give because they're all about themselves they are hardened hearts. Their hearts is on worthy things for where your treasures is, your heart will be also, Matthew 6, 21. It's all about your heart. If you got apostles appreciation going on and they got something else going on, if their hearts is for that something else, they're going to give to that something else and skip 
the ministry, the one that takes care of their soul, that feeds their soul every Sunday and every Tuesday. And when you have a heart for God, the church is always going to come first. No unity. They are in the church, but they are not glued. They are not connected like they should be by being on the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord with the ministry of Philippians 2. Even though you're in here every Tuesday, you're in here every Sunday, doesn't mean that you're in unity with the ministry. Because if you're in unity on one accord with the ministry and the word is coming forth from one mind, you'll be doing what's being taught through the word of God. I think the reason why, you know what I'm saying, people don't give is because of their mindset. I mean, hey, the way, you know what I'm saying, they think. You know, the word says, as a man think of in his heart, so is he, so he becomes. And yeah, when you have that mindset not to give, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, you're going to, you know what I'm saying, I mean, pretty much, you know what I'm saying, have a, have a heart and heart in that area. And also, you know what I'm saying? When we realize that God, you know what I'm saying, everything that we have, you know what I'm saying, I mean, it's because of God. I mean, it's in God, it's through God. Everything that we do, it's because of God. And realize that God is our source. And every door that he opens up, you know what I'm saying, the natural, whether it be a job or whatever, it's a resource, you know what I'm saying, I mean, and we got to realize, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, that we got to trust God in everything, you know what I'm saying, that we do, you know what I'm saying, I mean, and trusting God, you know what I'm saying, I mean, is, you know what I'm saying, it's faith, they, you know, they tie in together. And, you know what I'm saying, a lot of times, you know what I'm saying, even far as, you know what I'm I mean, you, know, you were talking about the tenth. If if a person ain't dead for you know what I'm saying with the tenth, they they're not, they're not going to go above and beyond. I mean, fifteen or twenty because they haven't got that area far as the temp the ten percent yet. And also, what I got, you know what I'm saying? I mean, far as you know what I'm saying, why, why people don't give because you know what I'm saying? I mean, they don't they really say they trust you know what I'm saying? I mean, with their mouth, but their heart is far from it. And at the same time, you know what I'm saying, I mean, um, it says, you know, God loves a cheerful giver, you know what I'm saying, and in Luke 6.38, it says, give, and it shall be given back unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, measure given to your bosom, but the thing about it is, when you got your fist balled up, you know, you don't want to loosen them, like your fist is glued, they won't, won't loose anything, how God going to add something back unto you, that's like when you go into a banking account, you know what I'm saying, you go into your bank, and that bank says zero, you know what I'm saying, you, nothing from nothing leaves nothing, so how can you expect God to, you know what I'm saying, I mean, Hey, give you something back, you know what I'm saying, when you ain't release nothing. You know what I'm saying? You gotta release, you know what I'm saying, to, to get an increase. So, you know, it's it's a it's a mindset and it's a heart thing, you know what I'm saying, I mean, as far as you know what I'm saying, I mean, giving. And like I said, it's not all just in substance, just money. It's about time, you know what I'm saying? It's up, it's in every area, well rounded. I mean, hey, in every area, nothing missing, nothing broken, it's in every area. So, you know what I'm saying? It's it's the mindset though. And once you renew your mind in that area, you know what I'm saying, you don't mind, you know what I'm saying, I mean, giving, because you know, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, that when you give. You know what I'm saying? You're giving to God, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you trust in Him, and then whatever area, you know what I'm saying, I mean, that you may be believing God for, you know God's gonna take care of it, He's gonna handle it, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it may be, you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 a it's a trust thing and a heart thing, you know what I'm saying? I mean, to me, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we just gotta trust God, you know what I'm saying? Just like you know what I'm saying, I mean, in the physical, even as as uh Married people, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we put trust in our spouses or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the same way we put trust in natural man, we gotta put trust in God, Him in first and foremost, you know what I'm saying? And we, we know we worship God in spirit, in spirit and in truth. We don't see Him, He ain't a physical being like all of us right here, right now, you know what I'm saying? But it's gotta be a trust thing. We gotta trust, we gotta trust God, you know what I'm saying? Even when we can't trace God, cause I mean, God is still moving.
Oh, sorry, sis. <laughs> well, everything was pretty much covered. Um, but one reason I uh, believe, again, as, as some say why people don't give, you know, because of lack. Uh, heart ain't there, ain't grow to that point. But whether you grow to that point or not, if, if you're a believer, Praise God, you should trust the word of God. If the word say give, I mean, you should give, especially, you know, your tithe. That's not optional. Uh, some, you know, feel that, I guess, because of their income ain't as big as other. Well, God only asks for a tent. And I would say if somebody would have trouble in that area, you know, go to God about it. I mean, you ain't got to go to the whole church family. Go to God about it and let him, you know, break that yoke. But it is our job, you know, to give. And that's one said earlier, you know, um, the electric ain't free, the air ain't free, you know, the, the things that the church needs just to ministry itself, the, the stuff ain't free, you know. We give because God's house has to be taken care of. Uh, you got people that come in with need, praise God, so you have to give, you know, a quantity for that. So, uh, and I'm a firm believer, you know, you're a child of God. My God, why wouldn't you want to give? You know, that would, my God would convict me to death if I know that I can give and not give, hold back just because of greed or, or selfishness. Praise God. I know God, you know, that's not, that's not good. Uh, as some say, that's the word I say, you know, he want us to be cheerful, give us praise God. So, uh, you know, whatever God lay on my heart, different times to give. Hey, I, I don't mind doing it. Cause again, like I say, you know, I knew what it costs to operate my house, praise God. So I can imagine what, you know, what it costs to operate the manager. And I also thought about a lot, uh, one thing that pastor really opened up that I really thought about, I would share with Deacon Will and, Tyson, praise God, which they already knew. You know, look how much money that we do give the world. When we go buy cars and, you know, assesses for our houses and add all that up and they see what that come up to a year. And then turn around and add up what we get a minister a year and see which one, see how the skill tilts. So I'm like, wow, Lord, you know, so that really convict me. So I'm like, Lord, you know, well, whenever I can, you know, I want to step up because we do give the world a lot, you know. And God don't ask for attendance, but I say, you know, if you can bump it up, you know, bump it up. And that, you know, again, as some say, you know, God loves that chip for gifts. But that really stuck with me a lot, that part about how we give to the world. But when it comes to the house of God, you know, we hold back, you know. And I knew that's a trick of the enemy, praise God, because we knew he don't want the ministry to go full. He don't want God, people delivered, praise God. And, and as some say, it ain't just in, you know, in money. You know, you can give a whole lot of way. You give yourself to the ministry and to helping people pray God that's giving as well so um, so I thank God you know we just have to be obedient to God's word and do what the word tells us to do so I thank God for this you know teaching on tithe because it really opened up a wow a bigger door for me you know that I never looked at you know and then that way praise God so I thank God for the teaching thank you amen Is there anyone else after Kim? Um, being a giver, I can't help for going back to our teaching on being a steward over what God has given us. And in order to be a good steward, you got to know who God is. You got to know God is the one that bless you, whatever he puts in your hands. And I do know when it comes to the ministry, um, like Pastor said, test your leader. See if they have those characteristics in Galatians 5, where it talks about the spirit, I mean, the fruit of the spirit. 
I know she has all those things. I've been here almost maybe shy of a year from the time the uh, church opened. And I watched her, her, I watched how she handled things. We all human and we all make mistakes. Some things may not look like it should have gone one way, but nevertheless, she always even came back to us in Bible study and set it straight. If God showed her something that she even taught, she's being a good steward over what he's given her. And <clears throat> when you know that you're a good steward, you're going to do whatever is according to, I'm according to whatever God would have you to do, whatever he put in your hands. And I know this ain't on stewardship, but to me, when you know that, you know who God is, he owns everything, and he's the creator of everything. And whenever you know, like Matthew 6, 8 says, he know what we need, you know, even before we ask. When we know and really, truly know, and the only way we're going to know this stuff, and I'm, I'm talking to myself I have to remind myself daily what his words say. And if you don't, then it's not going to work. You could know it, but not know it. You could have heard it, but not know it. So when things happen, the word will come back to you and remind you. And I wanted to say something else. Oh, yeah. I feel like some people don't give because they feel like the church already have. People look at the church as an open door because God said, come as you are and you know, it's free of charge. That part is. But once you get here and you become a part of the body, we got to support one another in every way. And, and helping, like Brother, um, oh, about to call him Tyson, Kevin said, you have to be a help in every way, not just financially, but a helping hand as well. And um, I want to go back to when God told me, he wasn't going to give me a shot until I knew how to give him glory for it. I didn't understand that then. I was 21 years old, just received a gift of speaking in tongues. And somebody came up to me in a grocery store and told me that. Blew my mind. I'm like, what do you mean? Of course I'm going to thank him. He don't want just a thanks from us. He wants us to give him first, first of everything. And I know from my salon if I don't do according to what he say do, I'm my own failure in my business, you know. And and I know I will only grow if I do what he say, um, follow his lead. And that's why I knew people along the way, they would count the amount of people. Like picture past accounting all of y'all and say, okay, I'm going to get this much and that much, that much, and that much. I know someone that did nails that knew what she needed to do every day to pay every one of her bills. And so she would make sure she said a certain amount of people every day that way. To me, that's not faith. Faith is the knowing that God is going to take care of you regardless of what you see come through that door. What you hear, you know, when the phone rings. It's time my book was full on a Friday. And by Friday... Two or three people showed up. You know, faith is believing God is going to take care of you no matter what. And I know when you're a good steward, you're going to have faith in the God you serve. And I know when it comes to pastor, that's what her and Pastor James is living by. They're living by faith. 
And when it comes to us as a body of Christ, we have to do the same thing in our everyday walk. And I know we have to come together as a body of Christ in this church to pull together to help meet the needs of the church. I don't even know if I was supposed to say all that, but that's what came out. Amen. It's good to um, hear from everyone, and it helps us to even see more when everyone talk about, you know, what God have given them on why people don't give. Um, Tonight, we're going to wrap up um, the tithes, but um, I'm going to wrap it up with the offering so you'll know the difference between the tithe and the difference between the offering. But before I open up the offering, I want to share with you this um, young man, um, him and his wife, they were um, talking about tithing, and he said he went to church all his life, and, you know, the preachers taught on tithing, but his philosophy was, you just want my money. He said he was raised in church, but when they taught on it, it went in one ear and went out another ear. So he grew up to be a consultant with helping people get their bills in order and alignment and find out, you know, how to stay on budget. So he said he went out one day and he met with this couple and every month they were always a thousand dollars under. And they said, we need some help with budgeting what we have so we can get back on track. So he told him, he said, okay, cut out your cable bill. You really don't need the cable. That's $80 saved there. So he said, okay, they still need extra every month. So he looked at their bills again. He said, there go your thousand dollars right there. What is that? And the man said, um, that's my tithes. He said, well, if you take them tithes and you use it to pay your bills, you'll be back on track. He said, that's not an option. So he looked at him like, okay, well, why don't you just take it, get your bills caught up and then start back paying tithes. He said, no, that's not an option. That's not what I'm going to do. So he went home and he went home convicted after all of those years you know, letting it go in one ear and come out another, he began to talk to his wife, and his wife was not a church-going person. And Matter of fact, she didn't get saved when he got saved, but eventually she did. So he went home to talk to her, and he told her, you know, what had happened, and he said, I want to pay tithes. And he was getting permission from her. She said, let's do this. Let's pay tithes. So he said he began, they began to look at their finances and stuff and as they looked at them they started paying tithes and then she cut in and she said some people think that when you pay tithes that you're going to get more money in your house she said no it don't work like that she said we got help in other areas that we didn't have help in before she said it could be coming closer as a family it could be a lot of areas in your life that you didn't have before you started doing what you were doing for God. So it don't always have to be money. She said, but the thing that got us, it wasn't about trying to get more money. She said, it was my heart. She said, the heart I had for God, and she just broke down crying. She said, my heart was so much for God that it didn't matter about how much the church was asking it come out of my heart. She said, because when you have a heart for God, nobody should have to tell you nothing. Because your heart is so much for him, you just do it. And that's what I've been telling you guys. Miracle Temple supposed to be given from the heart. And if you're in place with God, and you're in your word, and you're in relationship with God, money should not be a fear to you. That should not be a place in your life 
where you sit in here trying to figure out what I give God. Because if your heart is open unto God, then you're going to go ahead and give it and it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to make you feel like I'm not going to have enough. And we shouldn't be basing it. It's like this. When it comes to your gross, when it comes to your net, you do you. Don't let nobody tell you, come on, give off your gross. No, you do you. You do where your heart is. Because if your heart is not on gross, you're going to still have a fear because you gave a dollar two more because of your gross. So we need to really have our heart for God and quit trying to figure our life out when God has already worked it out for us. Wherever your heart is, that's where your treasure is going to be. So you have to work on that place in your heart where you have become hardened and you don't want to give to the kingdom, but you quick to give into everything else. That should let you know that the enemy is in the midst of that. Our heart should always be open and ready to give with nothing behind it and not worrying about who's getting what. Amen? Because we're giving it unto God and we're giving it for the purposes that God would have us to give it for. So let's look at the offering, what the word of God say about the offering. We know what you give above your tithe, that's considered an offering. You know, you have the tithe bucket, you have the offering bucket. So once you pay your tithes, if you're led by God to give an offering, then you would you know, give that offering. Whatever God put on your heart, that's what you would give. I look at it like this. Whatever is on your heart, whether it's tithe, whether it's offering, you give. It's a heart thing. Everything goes back to your heart. God gave them that um, standard back then. It actually come through Abraham. And I was reading where it was saying that Abraham, them back there in those days, that's what they use, a 10% scale back there with other things. So Abraham took that and he gave that to Meshizedek. So when the law came, then that 10% was still there. But Abraham gave before he was up under law. That's what he wanted to give. So the ones that was even in the loins of Abraham that haven't even been born yet, they come out and they were already ready to give. See, this is what we have to understand. Wherever your heart is, that's the amount you're going to give. But I want to tell y'all this. Your heart should be somewhere. And it should be wanting increase. If you start up here, you shouldn't be down here. You should be going higher and higher. It shouldn't be. And this is how I test. And, and I told Sister Denise, I said, Sister Denise, I said, we're going to give from the heart. I'm not worrying about what people give in here because whatever they give, that's what they're going to give. I said, but I'm going to tell you right now. Don't you get disappointed. Are we on one accord, Sister Denise? I said, don't you get disappointed when those numbers decrease instead of increasing. And I believe Sister Denise was saying, surely they will not decrease. But I already knew. What did they do? They decrease. I said, the reason why they decrease is two reasons. One reason is, first of all, they were not given from their heart. The second reason is because some people don't want you to know that they weren't given from their heart. So they're going to try to stick with that amount so they won't be looked at. It's pride. See, y'all in a ministry that root up. And when any time God tell me to change something, I do what he tell me to do because he let me know where you are. And that's when I know 
I got to go into this word and begin to teach you so your heart can be more open to the things of God. That's my duty to make sure you're taught the way the word of God would have you to be taught and uproot what the enemy is trying to hold in your heart that's not truth. Some of us are still holding on to that hardened heart. We'll say, that's all I'm going to do. I ain't doing no more. I don't care what you ask me for. This is what I'm going to do. So what you're doing is you're telling God, you know what, God? I'm going to do me. You do you. You do you, God. I'm going to do me. When you are so in love with a person, that man sitting right there, I don't care if the credit card was sky high, (laughs) which he didn't know it in those days. When I went through my trial and tribulation, he said, buy what you want, man. I don't care. Buy what you want. In my mind, I'm thinking, man, if I could, I would. No, I wouldn't (laughs) because everything was maxed out. But he was so concerned and so caring and so loving when it come to his wife. He didn't care. He didn't care as long as I was okay. Where's the love for God? Why are we looking at people more than we look into the creator? We shouldn't do that. And the reason why we do it is because the enemy is in the churches. He's in the churches making us think somebody's going to get ahead of somebody else. Oh, that's enough. They don't need all of that. I remember before me and my husband moved um, where we are now. When I was in the house that I was in, child, I was getting stuff dropped off like wasn't yesterday. Didn't even ask for it. Never asked for it. I could think something that was dropped off. Soon as I moved on up like the Jeffersons, I ain't seen a soul. And people left the church. Quit paying tithes. Did all of that. And the enemy say, what you going to do now? You know what I did? I took my walk down 803 Linda Lane. And I gave God glory. I said, you the same God today, yesterday, and forever. And it don't matter what people do. It don't matter if they don't give. God, you chose me for this. And I'm going to stand regardless of what we don't see. And that man sitting over there for about six to eight months didn't get a paycheck. Devil said, what you going to do now? I said, we're going to stand. We're going to stand. We're going to stand on his word. And some of y'all didn't even know it. Still had two children we had to raise. Still had bills coming in the house. But that's faith. And this is what we give you guys. And this is why we never ask you for anything. When Sister Denise came up in here, she was wondering, why this right here? I said, I'm okay, Sister Denise. Even cut out the pastor's anniversary twice. And I told her, I said, ain't nobody going to want it to go on but a few. Did anybody ask you, Sister Denise? A few. So I knew where the hearts were. So that's why I had to stop and I had to seek God and say, God, you chose me for this. It ain't about me looking to man. It's about me looking to you. And sometimes those things are come in the churches to see if you are really the pastor that God called you to be. Let's see if you're going to try something else. Let's see if you're going to go find a job. God didn't tell me to do that. God told me to stand. And that's what God is teaching you to do. It is not about your money. It's not about your money. We know we need money to live in this world, but you don't have to have money to be a God over you. Because when you allow money to do that, that means you trust in money more than you trust in God. Because he say he know what you need even before you ask. And the tithing is is saying money is not my God. I'm putting God above money. God want to be above everything in our lives, y'all. And money is one other thing that God is saying I want to be above. 
And if you have not put him above your money and you're trying to still do it, you're not trusting God. He said, I want total, I want all of you, not just part of you. So offering is given above that tithe. And the Lord was showing me in the word of God again in Exodus 35, verse 4 through verse 5. This is what the Lord was commanding Moses. See, Moses was the, um, the leader and everything that God told Moses to do, Moses carried it out. And Moses said to all the congregations of the Israelites, this is what the Lord commanded. See, Moses was not commanding this on his own. He was doing what the Lord was telling him to do. He said, take from among you an offering, an offering to the Lord. Whoever is of a willing heart and a generous heart, let him bring the Lord's offering. So he began to tell them what to bring. If y'all look in that chapter, he told them the different things to bring. He knew people that were in the congregation or were part of the Israelites. He knew what each household had. How did God know what each household had? Because before they left Egypt, what did God tell them to do through Moses? He said, I want you to go through to the Egyptians and I want you to ask of them. He told them what to ask of them. They gave it to him. So God know what's in your house. So this is why he said, I only want those that are willing. I only want those that have a generous heart to bring these items. What was the purpose of these items? It was for the tabernacle. It was for what God was setting up because God said, I want to be amongst you. I want to dwell there amongst you. This is just a building. But when we come into this building as believers, God is dwelling in this place. Why? Because we're bringing him in here with us. And God want to reveal his glory through us. So this building in here is where God revealed himself. How he do it? Through the word of God. Through teaching you how to be disciples, followers of Jesus Christ. What do we do? We go out of this building and we begin to tell people about the goodness of Jesus. We begin to tell them what he has done for us. All of us in this room, I believe you have a financial testimony. I believe you have a testimony that when you didn't have it, you didn't know where it was coming from. You couldn't get it from nobody. The only thing you can do is get on your knees and lift up your hands and say, Father, I can't do this. I need your help. I'm calling on you. I need to know which way to go. It's not about me, God. It's all about you. I can't even go to my husband no more. I can't go to my daddy, my mama. God, I'm dependent on you, God. And this is what we do. Why? Because we're truly dependent on him. But we only depend on him when we can't go nowhere else. When we exhausted all of our avenues, that's when we really humble ourselves. That's when we really cry out to God. And God is saying, your heart still ain't right before me because I already know you only coming to me because you know they don't have it. I want you to come to me even when you know they have it. I want you to trust me even when you know somebody's beside you to have a million dollars. I want you to trust me enough where I'll touch their heart without you asking to give you what I'm telling. That's God. That's how God work. It's too many people looking at people's lives and thinking they have. You don't know what they have. You only see in the natural. You seeing this go on or that go on, they looking good, but everybody look good don't mean they got a bank account. So this is why we have to hear from the spirit. So this is what was happening with Moses. Moses was letting them know this is what God wants you to do. I only want a willing heart, a heart that's generous, one that's willing to give. 
that's saying, you know what, Lord, this ain't about me. I have the goal. I have this. Here go the goal. Think about it, y'all. People coming in here say, I got some gold. Somebody say, well, I got the silver. Well, I got this kind of cloth. Everybody had something to give and God knew what they had. So some of us be lying. Do y'all know the enemy coming to church when it's time to give because we already say, I ain't got it. And you do have it. Just say, I do have it. But at this time, I'm not willing to give it. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. I remember years ago, me and my husband, we always looked out because somebody would always call us because they wanted something from us. And we would just line up a stone. I ain't got it. But when the Holy Spirit got hold of me, I had to say, yes, we do have it, but we cannot give it to you at this time. Don't you know them people will turn away from you because you don't do it. But we were telling the truth. Wisdom is saying, I cannot give it to you. But some of us are flat out and lie to keep from telling somebody (laughs) the truth. No, I ain't got it. Yes, I do have it. But wisdom is saying not to give it to you. So the enemy know how to come in a person's house, right? So then the next scripture the Lord was showing me. Y'all know Acts. Y'all know these scriptures, but I'm bringing them out. Acts 2, 44 through 45. And this is dealing with offering. Acts 2, 44 through 45, it says in Amplified, And all who believe, who adhered to and trusted in and relied on Jesus Christ were united and together. They had everything in common. And they sold their possessions, both their land, property, and their movable goods, and distributed the price among all according as they had need. Who does that? So what they did They were all on one accord, and whatever they possessed, they sold it. Whatever they had that they could sell, they sold it, and they gave it to the ones that were in need. That's what an offering is. You're giving, really, of yourself. An offering you give of yourself. It's not about you no more. Whatever the need is, I want to meet that need. But some people say, I done paid tithes. I ain't giving nothing else. You're selfish. Because if you can give something, if it ain't nothing but a dollar, you opening up your heart and you giving. But some people say, no, I'm stopping right here at Tide. I'm doing what God want me to do. No, you're not. Because God's heart is always given for every occasion. Every occasion we give, don't we? I'll give y'all an example. How many, when it comes to your children, on special occasions, when it comes to your children, you give to them? You give to your parents. You give to your husband. You give to your wife. You give to your loved ones, right? Sisters, brothers, nieces, whatever. You give, right? But just like Calvin was saying, and just like Teresa and the rest was saying, when it comes to the kingdom, what we do? I don't have it. Why do we leave God out, but we don't leave nobody else out? While we try to figure out what we're going to do for our loved ones, but when it comes to the kingdom, we don't think about it. We don't be concerned about it. We just keep it moving because we felt like I done gave you tithes and if tithes won't take care of that person that's in need, then you won't get nothing. Right? But then some people, what they'll do, if somebody say they have a need, you better ask for that need after they bring the tithe up here because if you don't, they're going to split it up. (laughs) And they're going to give them part of the tithe or give them all the tithe and say, I helped out. But if your heart was for the tithe, then that's where you're going to put it. But if we're asking for, or for a need for somebody, that's an offering. 
So we're going to take that and we're going to put it in there and we're going to take from what we have already purposed. But people don't do it like that. They said, if somebody needs something, I'm just going to give it to them out my tithe. But I done gave it to them, so I can't give y'all nothing this Sunday because I used my tithe to help somebody else. So this is what they did in the book of Acts. They were on one accord. They got the same teaching, so they was doing what? The same thing. And it wasn't hard for them to do it because they'd done it from the heart. Here go another scripture in Acts 4.32. The group of believers were united in their hearts and spirit, one heart and mind and soul. All those in the group acted as though their private property, property, property belonged to everyone in the group. No one said any of their possessions was their own. In fact, they shared everything or everything was held in common. Who does that? Who does that when it comes to your property? Who says, Julia, that's just as much as yours as it is mine. You got a need, baby, I'm going to go sell it and we're going to handle that thing. No, we say, Julia, that's mine and you ain't getting it. (laughs) But they had so much in common that their hearts were so much towards God in giving They looked at that property as is. It don't belong to me no more. It belonged to those that need it. And that's how we should look at it. And going back to me and my husband, like I told y'all, we had opportunity where people turned vehicles over to us, seven, eight of them. Me and my husband didn't keep those vehicles. We took those vehicles and said, God, who do you want us to give those vehicles to? And we signed those vehicles over to whomever God told us to give them to. Why? Because they didn't really belong to me. They belonged to God. Even though they were signing our name to say, you can have the vehicle, we looked at it as if, God, this is yours. So who need this vehicle? Now, we could have had them lined up in our yard and had one every day of the week for seven days. But we didn't do that. And even with our vehicles, before people were given vehicles, it was just a vehicle. Shoot, y'all, I had Harold driving mine. And everybody know how Harold was. Harold would bring the car back and the antenna would be laying flat. So I knew Harold was speeding. And he said, I tell you, I tell you, Pastor, that Cadillac will fly. I said, how you know, Harold? Harold wasn't ashamed to tell you. But even though he done that, when I needed Harold to do something, Harold, here, take the car, go ahead and do this. Because that car was not my God, just because it had a name behind it. See, this is how God will break you down and let you see that what you have don't belong to you because whoever need it, you're going to fulfill that need. Some of us have three, four cars in the yard and we feel like you ain't driving my car. That's my car. You can just walk. But I remember it was several people in the ministry, like my husband, when he had the Cadillac, um, we had to let Brother John drive it home. Brother John like, you going to let me drive that? Brother James, you all right? He said, yeah, Brother John, I'm just fine. You going to let me drive that, Brother James? You sure, Brother James, you sure? So when Brother John got sick and we was taking him out to eat in the Cadillac, he said, this is nice. When y'all get this? And we like, something wrong with Brother John. When y'all get this? How long y'all had this? That medication had the boy high. How long y'all had this? This is nice, Pastor. This is nice. I said, Brother John, you drove this home. Shoot, y'all ain't let me drive nothing like this home. Time for prayer. But this is who we were. It wasn't about our vehicles. It was all about him and what he wanted to do in us and through us. Y'all, that's giving. If it ain't the money, you got something that you can give. Sometimes when you look around and you look at the things that you have and you say, well, I'm not using that. Who can I give that to? That's just sitting there. Somebody need that. Who can? That's an offering. 
You're giving above. And that's what God wants us to be. He don't want us to hold on to anything. And then when we look at 1 Corinthians, we went over these before, but it's dealing with the offering. 2 Corinthians 8, verses 1 through 6. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 1 through 6. It says, We want to tell you further, brethren, about the grace, the favor, and spiritual blessing of God, which has been evident in the churches of Macedonia, arousing in them the desire to give alms. For in the midst of an ordeal or severe tribulation, their abundance of joy and their deep, their depth of poverty together has overflowed in wealth of lavish generosity on their part. For as I can bear witness, they gave according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, and they did it voluntarily, begging us, most instances, begging us um, to give for the favor and fellowship of con- contributing into this ministration for the relief and support of the saints in Jerusalem. Nor with this gift of theirs, merely the contribution that we expected. But first they gave themselves to the Lord and to us as his agents by the will of God. And it says that basically the Macedonians, they gave themselves to the Lord. When you give yourself to the Lord, you ain't going to have no problem giving to somebody else. These people did not have it. But because their heart was right, they were begging Paul, we're going to give it. And that's how it should be. You should not look at what you have based on what you're going to give. You should say, Lord, I want to give. What do you want me to give? And you shouldn't be trying to look at, well, if I give that, I'm going to miss out on a burger. No, you're not going to miss out on anything. Because when you give from the heart, it's nothing missing and nothing broken. So you can go back and read 2 Corinthians 9, 5 through 12. And we went over this one as well of how he was encouraging them through their giving, what happens when you give, when you um, sow sparingly, you reap um, sparingly. But when you give from your heart and you give all that you have from your heart, guess what? You're going to reap abundantly. So God wants us to be cheerful givers. That means giving from the heart. So your offering is above your tithe. And whatever God is doing in the kingdom, We should want to be a part of it, y'all, not lest you up under a thief and a robber. And God will let you know if you up under a thief and a robber because you will watch their characteristics. Amen. So just ask God, God, what would you have me to do? God, if I have a fear in my heart of giving, God, I want that fear uprooted through your word because God, it's not about me. It's all about you. And I can say this, when you get a raise on your job, Do you stay where you are with your giving? As you increase, your giving should increase. Some people, and this is what you do not do. This is why if you're getting a good meal, have y'all ever been in a restaurant? I'll never forget. The first time we went to Fayetteville over there to scrape drop seafood, we waited two hours, y'all. Two hours and I was agitated. Most of all, I was hungry. And when you hungry, you agitated, you're just ready to go. But no, we stayed there. So when they sat us down, seemed like they put somebody before they put us. That was another aggravation. But when we sat down and we ate that food, this is no lie. I ain't try to ask for discount. It was so good. The complaint, everything I thought about saying, <laughs> it just left. And it wasn't because I was hungry either. I was hungry. But y'all know when you're hungry and your meal is real good, all of that complaining leaves you, don't it? 
But if that meal is still nasty, you say, come here. I waited two hours. I know I'm getting a discount. And you know, they probably say, you must be a saved person. You're a Christian, ain't you? That's what a Christian do. But no complaining, no nothing. I couldn't say not a word. So what am I saying to you? If you're getting good food in the house of God, and you got a shepherd making sure that you get good food and come off a job and not even basing it on what the body is going to give her or give her husband. Look at your neighbor and say, what's wrong with you? Can I ask y'all something? Who in here would say, I'm going to quit my job tonight? An apostle, I'm going to do whatever you want me to do in this ministry and trust God. Let's be honest. Do I have some volunteers? Jennifer said she liked to, but Jennifer didn't say she was going to. Liking and doing, Jennifer, is two different things. Do I have anybody? And do not use God and say, if God said I'd do it, liar, liar, pants on fire. Because you'll clear out that couldn't be God. I'm going to pay my bills. I'm barely making it right now. That can't be God. Ain't nobody but the devil. I don't see no volunteers. That's why I say you better know that God called you and appointed you and anointed you for such a time as this. And if he called you and anointed you and appointed you for such a time as this, guess what? He's going to always take care of you. That's why me and my husband don't look up to man. We look to God. And I'm going to leave this with you because the Holy Spirit is reminding me. Kim, I think y'all remember because y'all was over there in Jennifer and Little House on the Perry. Um, it was a basket over there that Harold had started for me and my husband. And he was saying, y'all, we want to give them something every Sunday. So faithfully, that basket was put out there for me and my husband, you know, just sowing into our lives. So I remember later on down the road, I'm sitting there in prayer. God said, remove the basket. I said, huh? He said, I don't want you to get so used to that basket. That you forget that I'm God. I said, say it again. <laughs> Come on, let's be honest. He said, I don't want you to get so used to that basket that you forget that I'm God. And I told my husband, we got to remove that basket. These are the times, y'all, when God wanted to see where we are. He wanted to see if we can trust him, regardless of what man do. That's why y'all see in this ministry. That we say give from the heart. And since we've been saying give from the heart, now it's somebody else out there saying, I'm asking y'all for money. It don't matter. Which way God goes, somebody's going to come up with their own little saying. And that's why we walk by faith and not by sight. So I pray with these teachings that we had on the tithes and going into the offering don't just let this go in one ear and out another. Go back through this and ask God, some of these reasons for giving God, am I in this? Show me, Lord, what to do and how to do it. Show me how to turn over what I have because it's not about me. It's all about you. I want to put my money in your hands and I want you to show me where you want that money to go because it's so good when we can find a loophole. I don't know about you, but I, I be, hmm. I used to find them little loopholes. I pay that credit card off, and before they can take anything off of it, I take it. Y'all found that loophole yet? Because I did it. Before they can even take my money, I done took it back off. I said, thank you. Got a meal off that one. 
So you know how to find the loopholes. But when you trust in God, you ain't worrying about the loopholes. You just going on about your business and you doing what the spirit of the living God is telling you to do. And I'm here to tell y'all, it always works. If we allow him to do what he need to do. Amen. Do we have any announcements before we close? Renee, you can come on up and Quanah. Yeah, come on up so they can hear you on the mic. We want to make sure everybody hear what you're saying. Because some people sit 